Hello, and welcome to Creepy Core and Folklore, the show about creatures, encounters, old tales, and myths. I'm your host, Iona Wayland, a dark fantasy author, mental health professional, and overall curious person. I want to join other spooky souls and hear about these unusual stories. Hello, spooky soul, and welcome back to Creepy Corn Folklore. This is episode 28, where we're going to talk about swamp monsters. Right now, it's super freezing cold, and I honestly can't wait for this, this season to end. Um, I've been talking to two of my dear friends, um, Stephanie and Steven, which is kind of funny because both of their names have like a similar root to them, but they're completely different people. So uh, Stephanie's from the Sunshine State and uh, like their family lives there. And then Stephen lives in Florida and we've been like exchanging some of our writing and doing some like critique partnering kind of things going on. And it's really neat because a lot of where he writes is close to like the bogs and swamps. And it's just like really beautiful, but also horrifying because as you know, already I am quite terrified of alligators, crocodiles, caimans, things like that. And you can just be chilling by a swamp and that prehistoric dinosaur can just like come out of anywhere and watch you write or eat you while you write. I don't know what they decide to do. But it made me start thinking about what I'm afraid of um, in uh, like boggy type of places and swampy type of places. And it made me think of like, so, you know, the crocodiles, alligators came in, they live in bogs, marshes and swamps. But it made me think about other things that are in the swamps, like swamp monsters and what they actually are. So I don't really know much about it before I was starting to do this research. The only thing that I sort of thought about, and this is more of like a lagoon monster than a swamp one, but it's like the shape of water um, that I have major ick from, honestly, because there's like lots of dubious consent in that book and movie and like mental age versus physical appearing age and like, ugh, ugh, ugh. but I digress. I digress. Um, anyway, I wanted to dive into what swamp monsters in particular are and where it came from. So join me in the swamplands and let's rewind back to 1971. So in the early seventies, there was a release of not one, not two, but three different swamp monsters in comics. And strangely, they were all came from different comic book series. And something that's very interesting about this is that each comic line had at least one Jewish creator. And in Jewish folklore, there's a protective clay slash earth slash mud creature that can be called upon and created um, called a golem. Um, and I don't want to jinx it, so I'm just going to, um, I, I'm just going to hint, hint that I may be having a very, um, I may be scheduling another interview with someone who knows all about golems, but 
we shall see what comes of that. Hopefully, um, that'll happen very soon, though. But it's interesting, too, because if you look at where the Jewish folklore entails, we've got the Golem of Prague. There's also a ton of other stories that I can get into in the future, but there's the Golem of Prague that was created from mud and earth from the Moldova River. There's Frankenstein's monster from Frankenstein by Mary Shelley, and it was created from corpses buried under the earth. And so they think that the reason behind this creation of the swamp monster is why not have kind of like an entity created from muck from the swamp. Um, actually, now that I say this, it makes me think of the muck Pokemon. <laughs> um, but that's not actually there's another a whole separate other golem type Pokemon that's not a swamp monster, it's a golem, but then there's another Pokemon called Muck, and then there's like my favorite version of it is the Alolan Muck, but I'm digressing again. <laughs> um, but it's just like, why not, during these uh, different DC creations, it's like, why not create an entity that's made from swamplands and seaweed and reeds and things like that? Back in August 1940, there was a like pulp fantasy that is by someone unknown. Um, and that included a swamp monster, Theodore Sturgeon's It, a creature molded in subterranean uh, earth. So it was heated underground by the internal fires of the earth and this creature rose up and terrorized a specific farm family and it was like considered amoral but curious and emotionless kind of like uh, a mecca um, type of thing um, it, except for instead of it being like metal based it was like infernal rock type of base and its curiosity accidentally terrorized a farm fa farming family um, because it was just like looking for things or checking things out and it was accidentally harming everybody my dogs are howling for no reason that's what you get with some hounds huh in December of 1942, in the Air Fighter comics, Mort Leave and Harry Stein created something called the Heap. And this was like a shaggy Yeti type being um, that had holes in its memory. But it was this very strong, broad, man-shaped creature that had an eyes and a mouth with large fangs. And um, it's interesting because depending on the depiction, sometimes the hair covers like the facial features sometimes the hair is shorter um and it kind of will change color as it was like being written about this heap creature uh would change from like the color white to the color brown to the color green and then back to white like it would kind of go around and the different portrayals of it was kind of up for interpretation which i thought was interesting so if you're a comic book buff, I would highly suggest that you check out this article. It's in the show notes below. 
It's called the Great Swamp Monster Confluence of 1971, tracing the tangled Jewish origins of three iconic comic book characters by Andrew Fox. And it was published on October 31st, which is perfect timing, 2022. So it's very recent. But you can take a look at that if you want to know more nuanced history about not just um, the comic book releasing and the different depictions of swamp monsters, but also any kind of like Jewish folklore that might be um, layered into that and the, the imagery behind it or the lore behind it. When I think of a swamp monster personally, though, my mind goes to from uh, that and it's funny that it goes to this because I've never read this, but my the, my brain picture is Swamp Thing number one. Um, it's it's from the August 1972 um, version of it. I found out from this article. I picture the cover, even though I haven't read it before. So on it, you have like this guy with a blonde lady um, holding a gun to this like giant swamp thing well it's called swamp thing it's through dc um and uh dc comics but this like creatures like this slimy green hulking man-shaped figure that's also like somehow you can see musculature um but also it seems like hairy sticky um and I just think it's interesting, too, that that would stick in my mind since I haven't read it. But the imagery of it is just kind of like is fascinating. And also now that I'm looking at the cover again to like jog my memory, it the colors are green and purple, which are two of my favorite colors. So that might have been partially why it kind of stuck with me. But in I learned from reading this article that in Swamp Thing, Swamp Thing is looking for a cure to um uh like cure itself of this like its swampiness I guess and the entire time um he and like his crew of this ragtag crew of people he has to like fight off mad scientists and then other like mutant type creatures it's also this swamp creature swamp monster imagery has showed up in many other comics as well um, but I think maybe the most popular one is called, quote, man thing, end quote. So if you're interested in any of that, I think you'd really like reading this article. So swamps aren't just located in one state in the U.S. They're located all across the U.S. and then, of course, all across the world. Um, but another U.S. swamp monster sighting, that's one of the most well-known and kind of first sightings of a swamp monster actually happened in the Honey Island Swamp, and that is located in Louisiana. There's marshlands and 70,000 acre swamps there. So many creatures use that as their habitat. There's alligators, turtles, snakes, raccoons, wild boar, etc. It's that protection, the swamp protection land, which I think is incredible whenever we have like protected lands so that the habitats aren't destroyed. But why we're talking about that in particular today is because of specifically the Honey Island Swamp Monster, aka Louisiana's Bigfoot, Bayou Beast, and quote Wookiee, but not to be confused with the Star Wars Chewbacca. There have been stories by locals, but also some from hundreds of years ago in Cajun and indigenous folklore. 
they describe a human-like creature that was raised by alligators after wandering into the swamp as a child and that this being is an offspring of alligator and chimpanzees combined um though not to be annoying um but that's not possible because i thought the only um like animals that can reproduce are like animals that have the same amount of chromosomes um and even if there is like a combining of these two uh, mammals or whatever that their offspring is infertile so for example like ligers mules etc like a liger is a lion and a tiger but they'll have an infertile offspring and like lions and tigers can't just like randomly have babies with like reproduce with like a dog or something that's just like not possible um same thing with like a mule is um I there's one kind of animal that's like a mixture of a a donkey and the donkey's the male and the horse is the female I think and then for a mule and then the if the opposite breed then it creates something else that's not called a mule but and I should just look this up but it's not really relevant to the story just saying that like chimpanzees and alligators cannot have babies I'm just throwing that out there but I do understand why if someone saw a creature like this they were like oh my gosh how did this even happen the first like pen to paper report sighting of the honey island swamp monster in particular um was from Harland Ford from 1963. Um, He was a retired air traffic controller and he was flying his twin engine plane to find good hunting ground and he was able to spot it from his plane, landed his plane, drove halfway to that spot by boat and then the other half had to be um, achieved to that spot by foot and in that hunting spot that he wanted to like set up camp in he saw a quote large animal on all fours feeding on another animal end quote so he tried to draw his weapon but uh the creature stood on two feet and was reported to be seven feet tall um it was described as having dingy grayish hair yellow eyes disgusting stench and left giant footprints which i think is interesting because he was able to um cast a plaster mold of this three-toed webbed footed footprint that is still in possession today. Um, Dana Holyfield, his granddaughter, actually preserves the his legend and he reportedly had an eight millimeter film of the quote Honey Island Swamp Monster end quote and the plastered foot that he gave to her but he never released the footage because he said he th- he thought people would think he had doctored the footage. Um, so it's a really odd story um, because it's somewhat new-ish. Like there are tales that have spanned back hundreds of years. But then also this like just happening in the early 1960s is very strange. And to have that much like 
somewhat evidence of it. Like, I understand why if this actually did happen, that he was worried that people would think he was making it up because I don't want to assume that. But it's like, oh, so there's there are some parts of the story that seem to have some holes in it. So I find that interesting. Um, And I think it's really neat that he was able to connect with his granddaughter in that way. And that his legacy kind of lives on through her like preservation of his legend. So with all the interesting depictions that have shown up in um, prehistoric reports, historic reports, and comic book uh, depictions of it, I found several common characteristics. It's typically man-shaped and bipedal, meaning that it walks on um, two feet. Um, people are often afraid of it and there seems to be kind of like that found footage, rough footage and scientific intrigue, intrigue surrounding it along with the fear of this creature. Um, it's often shown as being hairy, scaly and always gloppy with mud. And there's also seems to be like a lot of automatopoeia with it, which means like the slurp squelch, like glop kind of sound descriptions of it but that's probably because of the comic book depictions of it that made it more popular Um, because even like reading articles they included these kinds of automatopoeia with it and I thought that was really interesting because it was kind of mainstreamed through comic books and so that was like something that continued on even in articles So what do you think about this swamp monster? Is it an experiment gone wrong? Is it a loving, curious, or heartless creature? Does it exist at all? Thanks for letting me, you know, speculate about this creature with you. And I will speak with you next week. Thanks to all you spooky souls out there for listening to Creepy Core and Folklore. Follow on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok if you're looking for more uncanny content. If you have your own tales to tell, you can email creepycoreandfolklore at gmail.com. If you liked this, please leave a review wherever you get your podcasts, or tell a friend who might enjoy these stories to spread the word. If you're interested in dark fantasy, check out my Hollowverse series. Ashes is available now in paperback and ebook on Amazon and audiobook on Audible, and the sequel is underway. I'm Iona Wayland, and I'll see you next time.